Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast and Justice for Animals. I am your proud host, Jennifer Peterson, and I wanted to give you a quick introduction to what this podcast series has in store for you. We are all about current animal welfare issues, believing that when we improve the world for animals, we improve the world for all. We're an interview show. Some episodes will be lighthearted and fun. Others a bit darker because of the subject matter. But what I can promise you is this. You will always feel inspired, and every episode will leave you with at least one tangible thing you can do today, or tomorrow, to make the world a better place for animals. I don't know about you, but nothing frustrates me more than wanting to help a cause and not knowing what to do. So we're going to empower you, the listener, in a way to affect real change. So if you love animals, and this sounds like a show you want to hear, please subscribe to the podcast, which means you just have to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. Super easy. And that way, when we release episodes, you'll be the first to know about it. Also, I encourage you to start following us on Instagram and Facebook at And Justice for Animals Podcast, where you will find pictures and information on all of our awesome guests. Some are even up there right now, and it's also a great way to give us feedback and become part of the dialogue. And look for our website, andjusticeforanimals.com. It should be up soon, if not already. And our website will give you the opportunity to join us in a more direct way by donating, sponsoring an entire show, or helping us network the podcast on social media. So be sure to look for the Get Involved section on the site and get involved. I wanted to tell you a little bit about me and how this podcast came about so you have some context as to where I'm coming from when listening to the episodes. My day job has been working as a video producer and director. I've spent a great portion of my career creating documentaries and marketing content for most of the major studios in Los Angeles. I've interviewed over, I would say, 200 A-list celebrities at this point in all fields, including actors, musicians, athletes, politicians. I love talking to people about what inspires them in their lives. And if you want to see some of my work, you can go to my directing website, which is jenniferpetersondirector.com, and there's a variety of content on there that you can check out. Producing a podcast was not on my bucket list until I realized the podcast I kept looking for, one on animal welfare issues that wasn't a complete downer or snooze fest, just didn't exist. And as an avid podcast listener, I wanted it. So I decided to do it myself with the help of a great engineer, thank you, Nick Chaffee, and Woodshed Studios in Long Beach, California. I grew up in Los Angeles around animals. We always had rescue dogs and cats. That was just a part of my childhood. If an animal needed help, you helped it. That was my dad's motto, and our pets were always considered part of the family. In college and then well into my 30s, I had rescue cats. But ironically, and here's where I'm going to get a bit personal, so bear with me, I ended up marrying someone who wasn't into animals at all which of course was a huge waving red flag that I refused to look at, proving yes, uh, love can be blind and also extremely dumb sometimes, and I am guilty of that. (laughs) When I got married in 2007, 
My 10-year-old cat, Whoopi, had just passed away, so I was mourning him. I didn't want to replace him, so I was okay not having a pet for a while. But when my husband at the time put the brakes on us having a child or getting a dog, and yes, I was just trying to get one of the two out of him, um, (laughs) the writing was on the wall, and our marriage was over in less than two years. It was a total crash and burn, and yes, I was devastated. I fell into a pretty deep depression, and thank God for the friends who hung in there with me. They know who they are, um, and I got through it. There's this great book called Broken Open by Elizabeth Lesser, which I stumbled upon during this time, and I recommend to anyone dealing with heartbreak. In it, she talks about how in times of challenge, the question to ask yourself is, will you be broken down and defeated or broken open and transformed? Hmm. Well, I can honestly say in reflection that my divorce broke me open big time. The pain was insane for sure, but I had been through tough times before and knew that if I allowed it to, I could let the pain transform me into hopefully a better person. And what that meant to me, and I'm sure we all, we all have our own definitions of what a better person is, but for me, that meant being a more empathic person. So three months into my nauseating divorce, I woke up and knew I had to do one thing, one important thing. Okay, well, actually two, two things, breathe and adopt a rescue dog. I know. Breathing is very important. Never forget to do that, people. (laughs) I had no idea what kind of dog, how old, where he or she was at the moment, but I was clear that that was my next step. I visited shelters, I went to adoption fairs, and I kept picturing a tiny little dog that would be super easy to take care of. You know, the kind that fits into your pocket and never needs grooming. And yes, I'm laughing as I say this because John Lennon was right. Life was what happens to you when you're busy making other plans. So I'm at this adoption fair on my birthday and I see this skinny, shy, freckled, full-grown pup from behind. I didn't even see her face when I knew deep down she was mine. Yes, I fell in love with my dog's rear end first. It was a very cute rear end, so you would not blame me if you saw it. I was told she was around two years old and had been dumped at a high kill Los Angeles shelter by her previous owners. And I can't even think about that, but that's what they did. And then a wonderful volunteer transferred her to a lower kill shelter out in Agoura, California to buy her some time. Thank God for that person. She was an Australian cattle dog mix. I knew nothing about the breed, and it's good I didn't, because had I known she was one of the smartest, most energetic breeds out there, I might have backed down out of, like, fear and my own insecurities. So a couple of days later, after coming up with every reason I could on why I shouldn't adopt a dog, not enough money, not enough time, what if I get a job in Europe, which of course has never happened to me, but what if that happens? How will I ever date with a dog? I seriously wondered that. What if she's on my shoes, even though I didn't even care about shoes and I still don't? With all that in my head, I drive out to the shelter. The volunteers see me and I swear to God, they look at me and say, are you here for your dog? (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I am. 
they were not going to let me leave without her. So they already knew that we were a couple. So I put this scared, skinny dog in my car, named her Frida after my favorite artist, Frida Kahlo, and our crazy journey begins. That was eight years ago, and since then, Frida has grown to be my greatest teacher. Sure, I taught her how to sit and stay and fetch and shake my hand and retrieve and crate trained her and helped her to stop nipping every dog at the dog park. Now she just nips every other dog. But what she taught me is far greater. As my co-pilot, or as I hers, I think that's really the way it is, she's taught me a whole new level of patience and kindness and empathy for all living creatures. She's brought me to my true self. I know that sounds corny, and I loved animals before Frida, of course, but I started connecting to them in a much deeper level after adopting her. When I look into her eyes, she connects me to all animals, to their joy, as well as their pain and suffering, and most importantly, to their capacity for expressing true, unconditional love, something I'd experienced little of in my life, and I venture to say many of you out there have experienced little of as well, being accepted totally for who you are. So Frida transformed me and continues to do so every day. She's actually sitting right at my feet right now as I record this. (laughs) Becoming an animal welfare advocate, someone who organizes puppy mill protests, for example, came out of my relationship with her. The way I eat and support companies that help animals and the environment, all Frida. This podcast, I love talking to and learning from people, is a great passion of mine, but I would probably be doing a film review podcast or one on dating in your 40s and 50s in Los Angeles were it not for my dog, somehow bringing me to a much deeper understanding of what all animals are going through in this world. Gandhi said it the best. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Let me say that again. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. That's heavy. And with that quote in mind, as long as there are factory farms and puppy mills and wild animals forced into captivity, animal testing for beauty products, people still eating foie gras, I mean, are you kidding me? You get the idea. As long as we humans continue to abuse animals in this way, we will never be great. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. I want to live in a world that can claim greatness, and I am not one to sit back and let others do the work to make that happen. I'm willing to do it, as I know a lot of you out there are also willing to do it, and millions of you already are. So we together are going to have an incredible experience learning from some of the most inspiring people working in animal welfare today. True heroes who I've had the great pleasure of meeting personally, some even working side by side with, pet adoption experts, animal conservationists, attorneys dedicated to passing powerful legislation that help animals. That's just a sampling of what And Justice for Animals has in store for you. And I am so excited to share this series with you. Let's make some powerful change. So that's it. A little about me, a little bit about the show. I hope you subscribe to the podcast, and I look forward to hearing from all of you on social media or the old-fashioned way. You can email me. (laughs) Please send me your feedback because it's the best way we will be able to grow this show, improve it, and really start 
saving some lives. So to wrap this up, and I'm going to be ending every show this way, remember, always spay or neuter, tag, and microchip your pets. And always be kind to animals. Thanks, everyone.